Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, friends. Happy Wednesday. I hope your day is treating you well. Today, I am answering a question texted into the podcast phone line about how to stop censoring ourselves. But first, today's rosebud and thorn. My rose today is I had breakfast at my favorite diner this morning, and it was just really nice. I love drinking diner coffee, writing on my journal. It feels very romantic, like what I thought being a grown-up was going to be like. Like if I moved to the big city and worked in a diner and wrote, you know, probably screenplays maybe. I don't know. But it, it puts me in that vibe of just feeling alive. My thorn is that one of the reasons I love going to this particular diner is that they have really good coffee and they give you free refills and I can often get a cup to go. This morning I ordered a decaf to go and they were really busy, but when they dropped it off, it was basically water. Like it was so weak. I put like one creamer in it and the entire thing turned white. Um, so I just kind of left it there and mourned my loss because I didn't really want to interrupt them. They were really busy and um, it didn't feel worth it, but I'm a little sad about it. My bud is my husband and I have been playing tennis every week. We've been playing on rackets that I bought for us probably four or five years ago, like just from Target. And it's been rough. Like they're just difficult to play with. If you've ever played tennis and you've played on a good racket versus playing on kind of a cheap racket, it's, it's a noticeable difference or even playing with strings that are not newly tightened. <laughs> like it's, it's noticeable. Um, but he met like this random man at the tennis court one day. He was like out there by himself just practicing. And this kind of like older man who was a tennis coach came up to him and was like, Hey, I have a really nice racket at home. If you want it, you can have it. Just come pick it up. And so he did. And then he bought another one for us so that now we have like two nice new rackets. And I get to play with them this weekend. I'm so excited. I'm just really looking forward to it. Okay, before we get into today's question, I want to remind you that you can text or call your Enneagram or your life questions into 828-338-9127. That number is also always in the show notes, so you can just click on it, give me a call, text me, and we'll get your question answered. But for today's question, hi SJ, happy Wednesday. I love your podcast and recently listened to your book on Audible. Oh, it's been such a wonderful tool to help me better understand myself, a nine wing eight, and my kids. I feel it helps me understand my children on such a deeper level, so thank you for that. That's wonderful. I've come to realize I'm an eight in my social and work environments and a nine in romantic relationships. Do you have any tips on how I can pull the stronger traits of the eight out in my romantic relationships and stop self-censoring? Thanks so much, Tara. Hi, Tara. Thank you so much for sending this in and for your kind words. 
I love the phrasing that you used of how to stop self-censoring. And so to that, I think I'll give you my top five tips for how to speak up more in relationships. So number one is really examine the fear of what will happen if I individuate in this relationship. Because what I'm guessing is happening is a little bit of merging, you know, becoming kind of one with your partner. And there's something so nice about feeling in sync and in, you know, things just feel easy. There's kind of a path of least resistance. You feel really close and intimate with partners when you don't individuate. The problem though, is that when we don't individuate, resentment builds, our identity gets lost, and ultimately we feel like the relationship isn't fulfilling every area of our being because it just possibly can't. But when we merge, we kind of expect it to, and we lose ourselves, and and eventually we grow resentful of that. So um, examine the fear of individuating, you know, of being your own person, having space between you and your partner, knowing where you end and they begin, and then, you know, really break it open, like go to the depths of the fear just so that you can kind of see how bad you think it really will get because there will be a point where you start the fear and you take it even further than the past where you think it will naturally end for example i give my opinion about where i want to go to dinner they get frustrated because they don't want to go to that place we can't come to a compromise they hate me forever we end up divorced <laughs> like in reality right like the the more likely fear is just that it's a little bit uncomfortable tonight or maybe they don't like your idea as much as you want them to and it hurts a little or it stings a little or maybe you order from two different places so like the fear is very low stakes but our brains can kind of run away with these things and make them feel much worse than they are um, in my book, which you, I think you've listened to, um, The Honest Enneagram, I talk about this specifically in terms of our personal flaws, but I think it's relevant with fear as well. It's like that monster in the closet sensation that it's like it's in the dark closet. It's very scary, but when you turn the lights on, it's just a broom. Like it's really not as scary as it feels in our body because at one point, I imagine, in your body, it was less secure, whether that's, you know, as a kid relying on your parents for survival. And so the idea of differentiating from them felt like a loss of safety, a loss of security, or, you know, maybe a past relationship, whatever it is, there's something in your life that has given you the real life understanding that being different, being difficult, quote unquote, um, having your own identity was a threat or wasn't good for you or wasn't safe for you. So that's why you end up merging now. And so your body is is having the fear reaction of the past when in reality, when we break it open and we really look at it, typically within the con- context of our relationships when they're, you know, ultimately safe, it's not as scary as it feels, right? So look at it, examine it, break it open. Number two, make time for it, like build it into your routine. So this is the other thing that can happen. And I, and I see this a lot with maybe our more conflict avoidant types is we just tell ourselves we can get over it, right? Like, oh, I have this thing. I feel this way. I'll just kind of see if I can get over it. And 
the trouble with that is that one, it's it builds resentment, which builds just kind of an undercurrent of anger, right? That gets put onto our partners at inappropriate times or times that are confusing for them, which can make them feel like unsafe, right? In the, in the relationship, like you're gonna snap at me at any moment. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. The other thing is that it, you know, it silences you. It, it de-identifies you. It takes you out of the picture. So what's really helpful for us is to have a time every week where we sit down with our partner and we just talk about what's working in our relationship, what's not working in our relationship, what we can be proactive about in terms of improving our relationship for the coming week. You can, I really actually extremely recommend, I started to say you can do this, but I highly recommend that you set a time limit on it because it's going to require um, our nines and, you know, sevens as well, fives as well, like all of us who kind of intensity feels like, oh, I don't, I want to avoid it. It allows us to sit with the discomfort for the time allotted. So I'm like, okay, this is a 30 minute period or an hour period. I'm committed to being uncomfortable for that 30 minutes or that hour. And if we get heated, we'll move away. We'll come back and just calm down. We'll take deep breaths. We'll stay grounded, but ultimately make time for it. Make it part of your life. Make it part of your routine because it's not going to come super naturally to you to do it in the moment. At least for a while, it's going to take practice. So build it into your life. All right. Number three, make time to be alone and get curious so that you are clear on what you want. A lot of times it's not really about not having the, not being brave enough to say what you need to say. Sometimes it's just not having enough time in your own energy that make, that can make it hard to recognize when something feels off. Like you're not that in touch with yourself to know what you like and don't like, what feels good, what doesn't feel good until it's already past the point of no return, you know, where you're already so angry about it that there's not a lot of talking to be done because it's like, this has been happening for 20 years and I'm done, you know? So kind of as a bonus to this point, I want to say start with your resentments. Like, are there things that are getting a bigger response from you than feels like quote unquote warranted? Maybe there's some lingering resentment and resentment exists because there's an unmet need, which means there may be an unspoken need that needs to be shared. So this this piece is kind of two part, right? Spend time alone in your own energy so that you can really just get clear on who you are and what you want and how you feel. 
I do this through journaling, asking myself really intentional questions. Maybe it feels more comfortable for you to to think out loud in the car while you're driving. Whatever works for you, just ask yourself questions, answer them, get to know yourself outside of the context of your relationship so that in the relationship you are in touch with your individual being and can recognize, well, what feels good, what feels bad, what I want, what I don't want more swiftly. And then if that's hard for you, if you're like, that's like phase three for me, that's okay. Start with the things that you're kind of easily angered by and work backwards. So maybe you're easily angered when the dishes get left undone. Well, maybe that means you don't like to do the dishes. Maybe that means you feel like you're always doing the dishes or you're doing the dishes the majority of the time. Navigate that perspective and then go back and ask for what you need in that weekly meeting. Say, hey, I'm feeling some resentment around dishes. Honestly, I just really hate to do the dishes. Is there a way that we can talk about allocation of tasks and who does what when so that I can feel better about our situation? Number four, embrace conflict. Honestly, the only way to know that you will be loved even when you speak up is to speak up and let them show you that you are loved, right? That nine fear is a fear of loss of connection. So if I speak up, if I create conflict, if I'm difficult to be around, quote unquote, then the people in my life will leave. And the only way to rewrite that narrative for yourself is to take that risk, right? Is to show up fully as you are, as difficult as you're capable of being, with full-fledged opinions, ideas, thoughts, frustrations, and let them love you anyway. Because that's going to rewrite the story for you. That's going to show you that actually this, this message that you've received isn't always the message you will receive. It's not the way it will always go. And for those of you at home, because I know you're there, who are like, when I did that, they did leave. (laughs) I want to say to you, that is a good thing, right? We do not want relationships where we do not exist. I'm, I'm like, I'm about to become like a motivational speaker, guys. Like, repeat it after me. We do not relation, want relationships where we do not fully exist. We want relationships where we get to exist fully as ourselves. Our partners get to exist fully as themselves and we co-create a life together, right? We don't need to become that person or to merge with the wants and needs of that person, ignoring our own individuality in order to be loved. That is not a requirement of you. And it should never be a requirement of you. And one of the ways to think about this, if you're like, I'm in a committed marriage though, is to say, I will be in a relationship where I am a full-fledged individual with full-fledged opinions and difficulties and frustrations. And I'm going to have that relationship. I would really like to have that relationship with you. What do we need to do to get there together? And do what you need to do to get there together. Go to therapy, work on it together. But either way, you're going to have it. Whether it's in that relationship or out of that relationship, you deserve it. You should have it. You can have it. Um, I got a little, I got a little passionate there, guys. All right, our final piece here. Finally, start by writing it out if you need to. So 
I do this still in my relationship. If there's like something that I'm scared to say, something I'm scared to express, I will, I will type it out and I will send it to them because what I'm really afraid of is emotional intensity, right? And I know this is the same for nines. Like we're afraid of, I'm afraid of just like intense negative emotion. Nines and fives both tend to be scared of intense emotion, period. Um, because it can feel really overwhelming to the system. So if I'm afraid that something I'm going to say is going to have a reaction that I don't know that I'm prepared to handle, or if I think that their response, if not positive, and what I mean that is like not immediately positive, could enlist a negative reaction from me, sometimes what I'll do is write it down send it to them and let him have time to read it, explore it, think about it, have his initial reaction unwatched, unjudged. And um, then when we have our weekly sit down, we, t- we have coffee every morning, we try to catch up at night and then we have a weekly meeting where we talk about the weeks. We typically will have our conversations around those times. And so the next time we have a sit down, we can digest kind of how he felt about that letter or what I wrote and if there's any lingering questions and things like that. So um, this is a really good gateway to enduring conflict and managing our ability to, to communicate directly and honestly and also doing that before we necessarily feel ready or capable of sitting in intense emotion. So um, yeah, these are my five tips. I hope that they're helpful. I know I went on a couple of little tangents here and there, but I hope that that was helpful as well. Um, thank you so much for sending in your question, Tara. It means a lot. I know a lot of people are experiencing the same thing as you. And as always, it's an absolute joy to create this content for you. And I will see you tomorrow for the next one. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise, and with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite.